The day was now departing. The dark air released the living beings of the earth from work and weariness. And I myself, alone, prepared to undergo the battle, both of the journeying and of the pity, which memory, mistaking not, shall show. O muses, O high genius, help me now. O memory that set down what I saw, here shall your excellence reveal itself. I started. Poet, you who are my guide, see if the force in me is strong enough before you let me face that rugged pass. You say that he, who fathered Silvius while he was still corruptible, had journeyed into the deathless world with his live body. For if the enemy of every evil was courteous to him, considering all he would cause and who and what he was, that does not seem incomprehensible, since in the Empyrean heaven he was chosen to father honored Rome and her empire. And if the truth be told, Rome and her realm were destined to become the sacred place, the seat of the successor of great Peter. And through the journey you ascribed to him, he came to learn of things that were to bring his victory and, to the papal mantle. Later the chosen vessel traveled there to bring us back assurance of that faith with which the way to our salvation starts. But why should I go there? Who sanctions it? I'm not Aeneas, I'm not Paul, nor I nor others think myself so worthy. Therefore, if I consent to start this journey, I, I fear my venture may be wild and empty. You're wise. You know far more than what I say. And just as he who unwills what he wills, and shifts what he intends to seek new ends so that he's drawn from what he had begun. So was I in the midst of that dark land, because with all my thinking, I annulled the task I had so quickly undertaken. If I have understood what you have said, replied the shade of that great-hearted one, your soul has been assailed by cowardice which often weighs so heavily on a man, distracting him from honorable trials, as phantoms frighten beasts when shadows fall, that you may be delivered from this fear, I'll tell you why I came, and what I heard when I first felt compassion for your pain. I was among those souls who are suspended. A lady called to me, so blessedly, so lovely, that I implored to serve at her command. Her eyes surpassed the splendor of the stars. And she began to speak to me, so gently and so softly, with angelic voice, she said, O spirit of the courteous Mantuan, whose fame is still a presence in the world and shall endure as long as the world lasts, my friend, who has not been the friend of fortune, is hindered in his path along that lonely hillside. He has been turned aside by terror. From all that I have heard of him in heaven, he is, I fear, already so astray that I have come to help him much too late. 
Go now with your persuasive word, with all that is required to see that he escapes. Bring help to him, that I may be consoled. For I am Beatrice, who send you on. I come from where I most long to return. Love prompted me, that love which makes me speak. When once again I stand before my Lord, then I shall often let him hear your praises. But now Beatrice was silent, and I began. Oh, lady of virtue, the sole reason why the human race surpasses all that lies beneath the heaven of the smallest spheres. So welcome is your wish that even if it were already done, it would seem tardy. All you need do is let me know your will. But tell me why you have not been more prudent, ascending to this center, moving from that spacious place where you long to return. Because you want to fathom things so deeply, I now shall tell you promptly, she replied, why I am not afraid to enter here. One ought to be afraid of nothing other than things possessed of power to do us harm. But things innocuous need not be feared. God in his graciousness has made me so that this, your misery, cannot touch me. I can withstand the fires flaming here. In heaven there's a gentle lady, one who weeps for the distress toward which I send you, so that stern judgment up above is shattered. And it was she who called upon Lucia, requesting of her, Now your faithful one has need of you, and I commend him to you. Lucia, enemy of every cruelty, arose and made her way to where I was, sitting beside the venerable Rachel. And she said, You, Beatrice, true praise of God, why have you not helped him who loves you so, that for your sake he's left the vulgar crowd? Do you not hear the anguish in his cry? Do you not see the death he wars against upon that river, ruthless as the sea? No one within this world has ever been so quick to seek his good or flee his harm as I, when she had finished speaking thus. To come below, down from my blessed station, I trusted in your honest utterance, which honors you and those you've listened to. And when she had finished with her words to me, she turned aside her gleaming, tearful eyes, which only made me hurry all the more. And just as she had wished... I came to you. I snatched you from the path of the fierce beast that barred the shortest way up the fair mountain. What is it then? Why? Why do you resist? Why does your heart host so much cowardice? Where are your daring and your openness? As long as there are three such blessed women concerned for you within the court of heaven, and my words promise you so great a good. As little flowers, which the chill of night has bent and huddled, when the night sun strikes, grow straight and open fully on their stems, so did I, too, 
with my exhausted force, and such warm daring rushed into my heart that I, as one who has been freed, began. O oh, she compassionate who has helped me, and you who courteous obeyed so quickly the true words that she had addressed to you, you, with your words, have so disposed my heart to longing for this journey, I return to what I was at first prepared to do. Now go, a single will fills both of us. You are my guide, my governor, my master. These are my words to him. When he advanced, I entered on the steep and savage path.